When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm your host, Jill, here with my co-host, Heather. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Joe. Hello. We're on Zoom and Joe just literally got up and walked away. Hello. I'm here with Heather and uh, Joe's living room. And we're here to discuss season three, episode 16, appropriately named Sister, since Heather and I are sisters, that's fun. Ooh. But before we get in the episode, we'll pass around the feeling stick. I'm going to start because I have to say something controversial. What? Not about New Girl, but it's about Netflix. I didn't like Squid Game and I didn't want to watch it. I didn't think it looked that good anyways, but there was like a thousand memes and I had no one at work to talk to about it because they were all talking and I couldn't fit in and I watched it and I thought it was like, okay. And then I started to like it and then I hated the ending so much and I can't get that time back. And I'm very mad. And it just made me think sometimes when we watch Netflix, it's like, are the shows good? Or are we just like bored? Made is amazing. Okay, that's an example of a show. But I just think sometimes we watch stuff that isn't that good because it's just what we do now. You know what I mean? No, I'm persnickety. I don't watch stuff I don't like. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I didn't watch Squid. (laughs) Okay, Joe, did you bring a feeling stick? No. Heather? Yes, I brought a feeling stick. Okay, this is pretty cool. I told you guys about the TV show Home Economics, which I endorse. It's a great show. And I told you guys that Schmidt's mom is on it. She's the grandma of the show. So her daughter uh, is talking about how in college she was on a Frisbee team. And she said, we were called the Frisbee Arthurs. Wow. <laughs> because, no, the time that Nick was B. Arthur. Yeah, no, I got it. I mean, that was a lot of strings together. No, that there. was a good story. That was a good story. How I, because t- I tied it all together. So we'll get into the Netflix description with that. A visit. <laughs> A visit from Jess's wild child sister, Abby, brings disaster. Meanwhile, Nick serves as wingman when Schmidt crashes a bar mitzvah. Joe, what is your Joe Flix description of this episode? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, the same one I ask every time. <laughs> no, thank no. you. For this, I don't know. You know, I don't, I just got done watching it. And I haven't really thought about it, but it would definitely be something Jewish related. Because <laughs> this whole show is around the Jewish language <laughs> and our mitzvahs and a wedding. But I just can't think of it right now. Okay, thank you for that, Joe. So with that, we'll get into guest stars from this episode. The first is the rabbi who's played by John Lovitz who I'm not going to bother listing what season because that would take longer to easier to list what he's not in probably. 
Then we have his daughter, Rachel, or Raquel, as Schmidt calls her, played by Alan Rachel. And then, of course, Abby Day, played by Linda Carlini. Carlina? Carlene? I'm not sure, but she was on Freaks and Geeks, which I loved that show. She was on Freaks and Geeks and Dead to Me, which was more recently. And apparently she's in Mad Men, I saw when I was doing my research. And the show I hate, Bloodline. Okay, and then we have uh, Shirley, who was played by Bunny Levine, who was in Shameless, Joe. The old lady at the bar mitzvah, she was Mrs. McCurdy in Shameless. Oh my gosh, I just watched that episode yesterday too. With her in it? Yeah, Miss McCurdy is uh, hosting like the white supremacists and they're trying to get her out of the house and they got a killer and Frank tries to kill. It's a whole, whole, uh, whole thing about it. Yeah, I haven't seen that episode, but that was quite a Joe Flick's description. And also I'd like to point out that she was in Gilmore Girls as Mrs. Thompson whose house Luke stored his boat in her garage. And I love a good Gilmore Girls tie-in. So that brings us into the episode. We'll get started in the loft where Winston is telling everybody there's no bailing on the birdie dinner and that she's really excited and making 12 kinds of soup when Schmidt walks in and immediately says he needs to bail on the dinner and he needs Nick to come with him. Before that could go any farther, Jess's mom calls and says that Jess's sister, who we've never heard about before, Abby has been arrested in San Diego and she needs Jess to go pick her up and fly her home. When Cece comes in holding a bunch of ladles, which I find hard to believe that Cece cooks and or eats. But anyway, and Winston's going to borrow them and Cece hears that she's on the phone or that she's talking about her sister and has like a really negative reaction. So then we have the opening credits and Nick is real excited. He wants to go to the airport to meet Abby. Jess is lying and saying she's just at the airport. It's quick layover. Doesn't mention prison. She says she has to cancel on dinner. And Winston gets upset. And Cece is like, whatever happens, you're not going to let Nick meet Abby, right? And Jess is like, right. And is just trying to make all these excuses. And right away, we see some red flags with the sister situation, right, guys? (laughs) I was already nervous. Right. So we find out that coach doesn't want to go to the dinner now because it's just going to be Bertie, Winston, him, and Cece. And it's like a double date and Cece never texted him back. So he feels uncomfortable, which at this point I had forgot those two had even gone on a date. Same. (laughs) Yeah. But we have like a long gap between when we watch the shows sometimes. Oh, you know what I should have said in the feelings stick? The next couple episodes will all be together instead of being on Zoom. Oh, very exciting. Won't have to Joe will be here in eight days. Yes. So we're in the bathroom and Schmidt is telling Nick he's the best wingman. And we see these flashbacks of him being a wonderful wingman. And he promises he'll get Nick back in time for his dinner that he thinks he's having with Abby, but Jess is going to end up, you know, canceling. So we flash forward to the jail where Abby starts a fight as Jess is getting her out, drives her straight to the airport. And Jess- says are you good to go or do you need to sign yearbooks he does yeah Jess is trying to drive her straight to the airport and she's like oh no I know mom's credit card information I'll just change my flight I want to meet Nick meanwhile at the bar mitzvah because that's where the boys are headed for this wingman duty um Nick's like why are we at a bar mitzvah I'm not gonna watch a kid get circumcised (laughs) (laughs) and we find out it's because 
uh schmidt has a crush on the rabbi's daughter he wants to marry her tell the story of how they met at his son's bar mitzvah and has this big huge plan but the rabbi hates him and he while they're discussing the plan shirley comes up and for whatever reason because this is before he needs him to nick starts hitting on shirley that was funny i think he was in a weird place because of the just sister situation was anyone at that point having flashbacks of a great movie called wedding crashers oh i didn't think of that joe did you think of that you love that movie yeah uh yeah i mean there wasn't a bride or anything in a bar mitzvah no but it's like a reception yeah oh the way they crashed it yeah Okay, so that brings us back to the law for Coach and Cece, I guess, are just waiting to go to this dinner and start talking about how awkward the dinner is going to be when Jess and Abby come in and Abby immediately insults Cece. And Ooh, Jess starts brutal. Yes, and Jess starts singing and she threatens to like rip her dress off and eat it to her or something. I don't remember. Something very, very harsh. Um, and she and starts she singing says, again. Cece, so glad you're not paper thin anymore. Yes. Yeah, so real. Burn. That was a girl sort of burn. Yeah. Um. So we're back at the bar mitzvah, and Jess still hasn't called. Nick's getting really distracted, but Schmidt's like, "I need you to go distract the rabbi." He starts asking him to tell jokes. Schmidt walks up to Raquel, as he calls her. She says something about she was in rehab. She's not really presenting herself like we thought she was from a distance. And then Nick's phone rings, and he knows it's Jess, so he answers doesn't do his job of distracting the rabbi and he can tell that Jess is lying and he just assumes that Jess is embarrassed of him and that is why she doesn't want him to meet Abby when he goes to tell Schmidt he says what a Shonda and then which means shame does it did you look that up no but you gotta you gotta look at the context of it Uh, uh, what a Shonda what a Shonda meaning what a shame <laughs> is that something you say a lot? Because you're like, what a Shonda, what a Shonda. Oh, Shonda's, it sounds like shame and, and the Hebrew language and the English language are kind of like the same. <laughs> okay. And that they're both languages or <laughs> yeah. So he says you only care about Jess. Remember when you were my friend? That was fun. Walks off upset and Nick's busy being upset because he thinks Jess is embarrassed of him. So we're back at the loft and Jess tells a lie about Nick um, being busy with work friends and he can't come over to meet Abby and Abby kind of gets mad about it. But then the girls start getting along, bonding over, making fun of their mom. It's a really nice moment. You think, oh, this can turn around. But when Jess leaves the room, Abby sees a text from Cece saying, did Abby ruin everything yet? And Abby gets up and leaves before Jess can come back. I don't like Abby, but I did feel bad during that part. Oh, yeah, that was me. And it's funny because um, their mom held the blue purse, her blue guy, at her sign language graduation. Yes, sign language graduation. Very specific. <laughs> Very, yes. Um, so now we're outside, and who do we see, Heather? Outside Dave doing, doing his taxes. Air taxes, if you will. Air- how to do taxes he doesn't know where abby is so we're back at the bar mitzvah when nick and schick nick and schick nick and schmidt make up and decide to make a new plan to get the girl but before we see their plan we see that jess magically in all of los angeles knows what hotel abby day is at oh, and I know. what 
that was so ridiculous yeah and and she's like I know that you left I know you saw my text and Abby's trying to like work that angle so she feels bad but Jess is like but you do ruin everything (laughs) wow (laughs) so she tells her she needs to get in the car and they're gonna go to the airport meanwhile we're at Bertie's dinner with the 12 different soups that are all cream-based and it's very awkward Winston is so stressed out about the awkwardness level Coach and Cece start arguing, and I love this. Probably one of my favorite moments from the episode. He's like, you never texted me back. And she says, you texted me happy Monday. What am I supposed to do with that? And he says, the way he acted it, I thought he said he loved her in it or something, the way he was carrying on. Oh, happy I know. <laughs> but then an unexpected twist, the two end up kind of attracted to each other while they're arguing, and we see them making out the same wall they did before trying to recreate the moment they can't it's absolutely awful and they decide to just be friends which is definitely for the best for all of us oh absolutely meanwhile at the airport Jess is trying to drop Abby off and Abby says she's sad and she's kind of like a failure she can't believe she's going back to Portland and we don't see Jess go after her but it's implied that she probably will and in our last bar mitzvah scene I don't know guys I don't even know what to say about this Nick's way oh of causing a scene so Schmidt can come in and punch him and save the day is to just go up to Shirley, start yelling at the kid who's dancing with her. It says, you're breaking my heart, beautiful, acts super weird, kisses her, but another guy walks up and punches him. And then the rabbi says that the guy can date his daughter. It's just weird. And, and, and Shirley just rolls with it. Just, oh, that's nice. That's different. <laughs> I was like jealous of Shirley when he goes, you're breaking my heart, beautiful. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Shirley. (laughs) Shirley was really cute though, as an old lady. And I forgot to mention that before that, Nick points out to Schmidt that he's monologuing a lot and he has to stop because it's weird. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was funny too. Yeah. So we're back at the loft. Nick comes in, he starts to talk to Jess about how she's embarrassed of him and Schmidt bursts in and he's standing up for Nick and he's his wingman. And how dare he be, she be embarrassed. And that's when Abby comes out and says, no, she's embarrassed of me. And um, Jess, you know, admits to him that that's the reason she's being dishonest. And Abby says that she's going to stay. Nick asks for how long. She's weeks, months, six months tops. And she's going to have air quote deliveries. Delivery. And if there is one person in this podcast who loves to use a good air quote. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> not for deliveries and this is another time i wish this was a youtube show and not a podcast because instead of like bending his at his knuckles for an air quote joe sticks his finger out and like bunny peace signs and then just like completely folds them forward yeah. out bending yeah. his fingers and he does it like really high in the air i don't know you'd have to see it it's what time it. he said on my birthday we'll have cake and ice cream and he air quoted ice cake and ice cream why would you air quote cake and ice cream (laughs) (laughs) one time when our son started middle school he was in english honors i think and they have this poetry packet and it was thank you it was huge he had to memorize a poem he had to write a poem there's tests like it was like 40 percent of his grade or something it was terrible we're so stressed out all the parents are always talking about it Joe lived in Arizona and he wanted us to come visit. And I was like, man, his poetry packet's due Monday. And for some reason, every time I would be around Joe, he'd go, oh, is Kim doing his poetry packet? And air quotes. 
And I was like, I didn't make it up because I didn't want to come to Arizona. Like I, our son has the homework. And then Joe was in town and he went with me to the back to school night and someone raised their hand and they're like, we need to talk about this poetry packet. And Joe looked at me like, it's real. <laughs> that was tough times. All right, that brings and us every to time, So every time he said, every time Joe said poetry packet, he put it in air quotes. Yes. But then he started saying it in a mocking way. Like we were done with the poetry packet and he'd be like, oh, can I take him to a baseball game or can we go out to dinner? Or is he busy with his poetry packet? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I make up that our kid has homework? Uh, whatever. Oh, Joe. So that brings us to favorite Jess look. She was only in one dress oh, the wait, whole time. Wait, really quick. Mm -hmm. I thought that the bar mitzvah, that would have been a plan that Winnie B came up with. Oh, good call. It made no sense. And I'm like, okay, well, Schmidt and Nick, whatever. And this was um, what I, oh, sorry. That's in my next one. Okay, go ahead. Um, so that brings us to favorite dress look, which was just one dress the whole night. I did like it. Only someone as skinny as Zoe Deschanel could pull it off though. Uh, Joe, did you have thoughts on Jess's one dress? Just one dress, so no thoughts. Heather? Uh, um, yeah, it's just one dress, but the reason that I really like this episode is because we, wait. I was just asking about Jess's clothes. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking of a different episode. <laughs> Move on to best dress. Uh, Joe, who's your best dress? <laughs> oh, I like when coach says, so is that a onesie? And she's like, yeah, it's a onesie. And he's like, how do you go to the bathroom with that? <laughs> and Gigi's face after he says it. And then his face after he said it, like, what did I just say? Uh, I'd have to give it to the onesie because it was the only topic of conversation when it comes to clothing. Okay, Heather, who was your best dressed? Okay, mine was in the flashback scene where Nick's being Schmidt's wingman and they're in the bookstore and he's in like a writer's outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. he's wearing but glasses. I too. also love the purple tie he wore at the bar mitzvah. Nice. My best so dressed isn't really best dressed, but it's going to Jess's eyeshadow because it was sparkly oh. and different than she normally wears. And I just really just noticed it the whole episode. Wow. Yeah, weird. But I mean, you know, also too, I have bad eyesight and I sat a lot closer to the TV. So then I thought maybe her makeup's always good. I've just never noticed because my eyes are so bad. I don't <laughs> think so. That brings us to favorite Schmidt moment. Heather, will let you kick it off because you love Schmidt so much. Oh, mine was when Winston says um, that he wants Schmidt to go to the dinner. Mm -hmm. And then Schmidt says, I want Julia Child not to be dead, but here we find ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <that was> weird. <laughs> and, and I love Julia Child and I too wish she wasn't dead. Okay. So, Joe, your favorite Schmidt moment? When... Uh, he's talking to Nick and he says, I'm not a nutball, I'm a goofball. Good one. Oh. Yeah, and that whole that whole scene of talking with the girl and everything like that. So I'd say the bar, I'd, I'd just say the bar mitzvah, the bar, whole bar mitzvah thing. Moving on. Uh, my favorite Schmidt moment was when he jumps into the loft to defend Nick and tries to be his wingman. Because oh. it's just classic Schmidt, just so, you know, over the top, it, oh, exceeding boundaries sort of love for Nick. 
Um, that brings us to favorite funniest moments. Joe, we'll let you lead it off. It has to be when Nick and Schmidt are at the bar after Nick gets knocked out. I think it was after he got knocked out. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I got a phone call. And, you know, Jess, you know, she's just ashamed of me. And and uh, and then Schmidt goes, no, no, I, look, it's okay, man. I understand if your girlfriend hates you. He yeah. goes, whoa, whoa, no, no. She doesn't hate me. She's just ashamed of me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, too. That's a good one. Heather? And then in that, in that same conversation, Nick was like, I am the best wingman who's ever won. Who's I've ever won. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime they talk about the wingman, it's just a disaster. Yeah. I know. Heather, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? Or I'm sorry, your favorite overall moment? Oh, it, it had to be with Nick on the dance floor with the old lady. Right. That I just laughed so hard. I rewound it so many times. It was mm. so good. I mean, I felt uncomfortable, but yeah. it also was funny. <laughs> I don't have a favorite funniest moment from this episode. I remember somewhere early on, I was laughing out loud and I thought I should write that down and I didn't. So I have an unknown moment that cracked me up. Okay. That brings us to Honey Roast Award for the best character performance in the episode. I just got, hold on, because I want to give credit. I just got a DM from someone who pointed out to us, of course, the honey roast is subjective, but she pointed out to us that she felt like we missed a honey roast opportunity for Cece. And I agree with her. It was in the episode um, where Cece's getting married and they open with the scene where she has her arms in the air because they were like waxing her armpits. And she said that she would have had to stay like that so long to keep everything how it looked and not rested her arms in between takes. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting point because it, we don't give Cece enough play, probably. No, we do need to give her more play. I so, Heather, who's your Honey Roast Award for? Do we really need to ask? Yes, we do. That's how the podcast works. <laughs> Outside days. in it for, like, not even a minute. But that's how impactful he was. And, or, as Jess called him, Outside D. Okay, Joe, but Honey Outside Roast. Outside D, yeah. Well, that's how... I mean, that's why his appearances are so impactful because it's just small doses and usually yeah. gibberish or, mm-hmm. you know, something that, uh, maybe not gibberish, but something like, like, like is PP a write-off? Like, what is yeah. PP? You know or what I'm saying? time Schmidt was talking and he looked at his imaginary watch, like he was running yeah. out of time. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. Love him. My honey roast goes to Abby for being a invisible character who we've never heard about before, never knew. I mean, I think we almost, it was implied that Jess very much didn't have siblings in the flashbacks. And when I agree her and Cece, and then what bothers me the most, why am I giving her an award? This is all stuff that annoys me is that she's in this like arc. She's in a couple episodes, never in it again. Even oh, for I know. moments in Jess, it's like never even mentioned again. Yeah. Like she would have been at different milestones in Jess's life exactly I am gonna say that the reason I was giving her the honey roast award so I thought she came in and was so unlikable that you could at least understand Jess never bringing her up oh yeah okay yeah I'll there that. was a zero on the jar count and I forgot to say I saw zero bear references did you guys catch any I didn't Joe um no okay thanks for thinking it over 
And that brings us to discussion questions. So Joe, why don't you kick things off? Well, if you have one. I would have an awkward one. Have you ever been ashamed of your sister? <laughs> but I got two sisters on the pod. I'll answer first. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Um, Sorry. <laughs> but I think the better question is not sisters, because sisters are never ashamed of each other. But uh, have you ever had a friend or boyfriend you didn't introduce to your friends or your sister, I guess, and had to go to great lengths to try to keep them, as they say, the seven degrees of separation, or in this case, one degree, you know, apart from each other. Well, Heather dated criminals, so I feel like we know her answer already, Hems. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want her, because my boyfriends were all shady, so. But I didn't have <laughs> to go to great lengths oh that's good yeah i don't think no i don't think so what about you joe you're actually kind of private about that so you do do that what keep friends apart from each other no from your family oh yeah i i guess but not intentionally like like i don't tell them when i have a girlfriend or which would be intentional yeah. I mean, it's not intentional, you know, it's just, it's just, I just live my life. You know what I'm saying? Worst podcast ever. Okay. My discussion question was, have you ever been embarrassed by a sibling? Not ashamed. Joe, have you ever been embarrassed by one of your siblings? And in, especially in front of someone who you like or you're dating or you want to date. No, I mean, my, brother tells jokes all the time and, and <laughs> always puts my life dealings out there so I'm kind of used to it that I don't does. really get embarrassed because they're generally funny stories because I just have the weirdest things happen to me so yeah. not that they're embarrassing things but you know like going on vacation with six friends and booking the wrong date to come back and making everyone miss work and school and everything oh, that one yeah. that was a classic joe yeah and being stuck sleeping in lax airport because i booked the wrong day for the flight to come back oh yeah yeah uh okay. you know so i mean it's just things like that have happened so i don't mind them telling the stories about well, you're that. always a good sport. You're always a always good sport. Fun. He's a really yeah. good sport about being teased. Heather, I know you've never been embarrassed by a sibling. Toss, toss. Um, <laughs> I don't think, well, I don't remember like ever being embarrassed, but when when you were a kid and I had friends over, oh, like I wasn't embarrassed it. of you. I just didn't want you around. I know, but unless you wanted me to make food because you were incapable of cooking. So you like, you oh. can hang out with us. For as long as it takes you to prepare our hot fudge sundae. You make a mean sundae. I do. I make good sweets. Well, I've been embarrassed by my sibling before. Let me tell you guys. What? With a guy I like, this will come back to you super quick. So there's this guy who worked at the stadium way before I knew Joe. I was just like probably my first year of college. And he came over to my house for the first time and I kind of liked him. And he walked in and Heather was, she would take over our whole dining room table because we we did have an office. So I don't know why. Um, and when she would do like her work and she have to make all these packets and stuff. So she's in her nightgown, emphasis on gown. Okay. Like it and was it just was like, 
like Schmidt's robe. It was a short. It was so short. And also, it had like it wasn't like it was. It was very much a nightgown. It was okay, but it had like the cute little lace like over it at the top. It had been washed so many times. Like the lace was like hanging off. It was super short. It was like stained. So that already, whatever. Obviously, it didn't bother me because I let him in. So then he he goes over. I was like, "This is my sister," and he comes over like just and gives her a hug to be nice. He goes, "Oh my gosh, she smells so good." It's like six p.m. I say, oh, "Thank you." I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. <laughs> at 6 p.m and i was just like why did i tell him that i don't know why did you tell him that <laughs> i don't know why i do things so there was that one time that i can think of other than that it's been surprisingly unembarrassing <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> okay heather did you bring a discussion question we have time for one right now okay well it's really short so maybe we'll get to my second um, have you ever, as just did, gotten pulled over for going too slow? Joe? <laughs> uh, that well, was that time you're reading the newspaper. Yeah, I mean, I was going slow, but I don't think that's why they pulled me over. But um, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but you know, you can get a ticket for that. It's yeah. obstructing yeah. traffic. You can get a ticket for going too slow. That's true. I have not. Heather, have you? Probably. I haven't gotten a ticket, but I've been pulled over once because uh, I was lost in the desert in Yucca mm-hmm. Valley. So I was going super slow, but he let me off. And then just the other day, I was driving like by the high school where we live. And I always go super slow because I've been pulled over there for going too fast. And then there was like a policeman behind me. So it made me nervous. So I was going like super, super, super slow. And then the lights came on. So I pulled over and then he just went flying past me. (laughs) Like, you're stupid. I need to get you off the road. So I've had those two experiences because I'm a slow driver. I am. Okay. Uh, What's your second question? We have a couple minutes. Okay. So. Have you ever been in birdie's shoes? Mm. Meaning you slaved away on a dinner party and then people bailed on you. Ooh. Well, I definitely don't want to be in birdie's shoes at all. Well, except for to date Winston, I guess. Um, No, Joe and I threw a lot of parties. People always showed up to them. Joe, you don't throw a lot of parties now, but. No, but uh, back in the day, yeah, I don't remember uh ever thrown a, a dinner party and nobody's showing because i mean i mean that's kind of rude actually saying yeah i'll be there and you're not there very well you guys had more like party parties there was dinner yeah, yeah. There was we dinner. didn't have really dinner parties where it was just us and another couple person that happened to you before hems yeah it's really weird um so one of my good friends who is not flaky at all um uh, she was supposed to over for dinner and I'd never cooked for her before so I made filet mignon in a Dijon crust I made scalloped potatoes like I worked my fingers to the bone and the ingredients were pricey and then I had it like already and then she called me and she was like hysterical because she had to go to her mom's house because their family dog had died totally understandable absolutely that's what she should have been doing but then so that we never had the lunch 
And then it's Christmas coming around and all of us, my sister, Joe, the kids, and then my friend, her sister and her mom and all their spouses would get together for this huge Christmas dinner. And it was my turn to host because we took turns. So I bought all the food. I slaved away on it. It was ham and all the trimmings. And that same friend went into labor. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's not flaky, but it was like, and that was all in the same year. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to show up to a dinner party, going into labor is like a pretty solid excuse. Well, and a dog passing away. Is yeah, no, that is too. But like labor, you literally can't. What are you going to do? Have the baby at the party? <laughs> I think the dog one was more... I'm just kidding. Okay. So uh, that concludes our discussion. We will see you next week for season three, episode 17. I think it's like called Sister Two. I think the next four episodes or something are called Sister Something. And Sister Two, Sister Three. If you are following us on Instagram at apartment underscore underscore 4D, you need to head over there now because this week we are finally going to give away our Taste Like Schmidt cookbook. So check out the post about that, how to enter. You probably have to tag someone, share it, and uh, score yourself a free awesome cookbook, maybe with a personalized note from us on the inside, not of your book, because that would be rude, like an actual note, and an Apartment 4D podcast sticker. I mean, this is a hot commodity prize. I know. The lotto, in my opinion. It's better than the lotto, exactly. So that's it. We hope you guys have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.